<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. I know there's another good one. (laughs) As they say it over there, that's a Jim Dandy. (laughs) Such would astound you The joy of children laughing around you These are the making of you it is true the makings of you Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? It is your host, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, back with y'all with another Makers of You. This one is a, another special one to me. You know, all of them are special, but this one is really special. This is my Uncle Rod. Y'all not heard me talk about him before on the show, especially with the most recent aunties um with my aunt brenda and my aunt sharon aditi um this is actually my eldest cousin but you know how we you know how we do it in my family y'all hear how we talk we we call the ones we show look the respect to aunt, uh, uncle he he earned that title especially he grew up ooh, ooh, i ain't gonna give him a whole introduction because he's gonna be introducing himself <laughs> to this whole thing but unc how you doing today hey i'm fine my brother how you doing brand Man, i'm good i am blessed um healthy uh, could be healthier, but I am healthy, feeling good, can't complain. I'm, I'm happy we're here together. You know, I wish we could be doing this face to face. I remember I brought my microphone down last time I was down there to do this face to face, but we got so caught up when we just moving and shaking. So, it, it, but once again, I would love to have this conversation with you um, about you and to share it with our audience to know where, where I come from, my culture, you know, my people. This is one of the, my idols in life right here. So this is the makers of you. This is the makers of Rodney Franklin once again. There's going to be around 30 questions, maybe a little bit more. And once again, no wrong answers, you're getting to know you. So we're going to start off with the first question that we have. And that is, how would you describe your culture or describe your people? My people. Your people. Meaning my people as a culture of black people or my people as a family. I want I want clarity on the question. It could be either or. If either you or. had if you if somebody came down and like how would where you come from, Rodney? Tell me about your folks, your people. Somebody don't know nothing about you and your um society or you and your even your family, could I would say they go hand in hand to me. Right, right. Well, first of all, my people, my people. Uh, uh, can be very challenging at times, okay? Uh, I feel that uh, the majority of my people uh, live life 
uh, without knowledge of even why they're even existing, to be honest with you. Um, confused. Uh, sometimes we, we are very emotional creatures. We, we do things out of, out of habit without thinking before reacting. And, uh, but, but my people are very smart people. If we take time in doing what we, in handling our business, so to speak. And, and I say this twofold. Uh, number one, I'm an educator. I'm retired, but then I'm an educator today. And, and I see this a lot in my younger Afro-American men. And, uh, sadly to say, and I do mean this wholeheartedly, sadly to say, that the majority of our young men today are being reared by single moms or their grandparents. Unfortunately, I don't uh, concur with that, but things sometimes are out of our control and it's just the way the hand that, that has been dealt to us. Our, our Afro-American women, single women, who raise Afro-American young men uh, and nothing, nothing negative against our women, but they they need help in doing so. They, they spoil these young boys to death. Uh, they don't discipline them accordingly. And they grow up to not only be no good to themselves, but to be no good to society. Uh, you'll be shocked at the number of young men who come to school on a daily basis who are angry. Mm. I mean, literally angry, you know, whether it be something that happened at home. And, and what I, I try to do to these young men is say, hey, you know, they come in and, and they have attitudes. And I, don't, I don't get angry with them. I, I put them saying, what's going on? They say his name is, is, is uh, and I'll give you a perfect example, a young man named Joe. And the first thing I tell Joe, and I like to, I like to make, uh, make him feel comfortable and talk to me. I say, hey, Joe. Yeah, Mr. Franklin, yeah. I said, did I sleep with you last night? He said, what? I said, did I sleep with you last night? No. I said, well, can't you come in and say good morning? Let's start out by saying good morning. It's a great morning. We're still here. It's a great morning. We're going to start with that. Then we're going to start, are you hungry? Because if you're hungry, guess what? We're going to feed you. We're going to get that a, knock. That fixed a whole lot of things. Let me tell you that. But go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, 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 and they know that Mr. Franklin don't back off of nothing, okay? And, and once they, they have been fed and whatever they went through that night before, whatever, if they want to talk about it, we can. If not, we're fine. I said, but one thing you can assure, Mr. Franklin, I'm not going to stir you wrong. I love you. But one thing you're going to do, you're going to respect Mr. Franklin. So if you, if you don't want to learn, that's on you, Joe. But guess what? You're not going to stop anybody else from learning in this classroom. Do we understand each other? Now, they ain't always willing to accept what I just said. But guess what? They respect what I said, even at a young age. It may take them five or ten minutes, but after a while, they sit there. Mm. And it begins to, to go in their minds, and you'll be surprised at the reaction and the class involvement that I get from them that normal teachers don't get from them. No, I they believe. They even open up their mouths. Because okay. you, 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 you asked them about them. You got to, you build it, you started off building that relationship with them and you showing that you care about their feelings. Cause I'm telling you that question asking if they hungry and basically saying, I'm willing to feed you if that's the case. That That's my problem. 90% of the time, I probably just need to eat. So I absolutely understand because a lot of the kids coming to high school are hungry. They are not being fed. You don't know what that house, that house is like, but you're showing that you care. And I know you got so many more stories to share about that. Um, 
But we go to our second question here, and that is, how would you describe yourself? Well, I, I describe myself as straightforward, number one. What you see is what you get. There's no sugarcoating. There's, I, I'm not apologetic unless I'm just brutally dead wrong, which I very seldom find myself brutally dead wrong. I can be wrong, but I said brutally dead wrong. Some people can't admit when they're wrong. Well, I hear you loud and clear. But <laughs> okay, so so, but 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 that's how I am, and I think I, I could be uh, probably classified as a caring, loving, giving person. I, I very seldom think of myself first in any situation. I'm always looking to see what I can do to help enhance the lives of others, help encourage others, and put myself on the back burner. Probably. Uh, often too much, okay? Because I'm, I'm usually criticized that I don't take enough time for me or do things for myself. I'm always trying to help someone else. That's just that's just my nature. Yeah. And uh, yes. so, but uh, I, I think that uh, you know I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm considered a workaholic. Okay. I'm 64 years old and, and I'm retired and haven't stopped yet. Okay. I retired from one job. I referee. I, I teach school as a substitute teacher. And I'm still involved in education and still making a difference in people's lives. And had an instance this last week where one of the teachers came up to me and said, Mr. Franklin, I don't know what I'd do if you wasn't here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do. I said, well, you know, I'm here because a lot of people that don't look like us don't know how to educate our kids. Mm-hmm. They do not know how to educate our kids. And our kids are so smart that they bombard these people and they play this this race card on them and I dare them to try to play that card on me. I mean, I sit up in class and say, I dare you. We'll get mom on the phone. We'll get daddy on the phone. We'll get Nana, Papa, whoever your guardian is and we'll talk face to face. We're going to get this straight because it's all about you. Mr. Franklin loves and wants you to be educated. So you got to let these kids know you're not intimidated, number one, two, that you love them but yet, sometimes it takes tough love. Man. And you, you touched on it several times so far with the previous two questions. But the next one is, what do you identify as? And that meaning, like, when you have to check off a box, Rodney Franklin is what? Well, that that, that could be a good – That's a, actually, that's a good question because – Thank you. And in order to answer that question, you got to know Rodney Franklin, unfortunately. This and is the maker of Rodney Franklin. <laughs> Rodney Franklin is Rodney Franklin. Okay, now I know that's not getting into the specifics, but that's the first thing I would say. Rodney Franklin is Rodney Franklin. You won't see this type of Rodney Franklin one day. That type of Rodney Franklin, you gonna see that same old guy. And I tell, I tell, I tell them like this, Brandon. I tell my my students, I, they come in there and they don't want to speak. And, and sometimes I've been in classroom where they just, the whole class act like they have an attitude mm-hmm. and I need an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you know, I'm the same Mr. Franklin y'all know. The same old ugly Mr. Franklin. And they start laughing. And they start laughing. I said, what y'all laughing at? I said, y'all must have looked in the mirror this morning. And boy, that broke it right there. So I'm saying, I'm not the only person in this room ugly. Y'all must didn't look in the mirror this morning. That broke the ice the whole class. You'd be surprised. What a wonderful day we have from that point on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like, it, it, it's something that you, you're saying and your personality that's just already showing. But once again, for the people that don't know you, um, even though you, 
once again, I know you. And I'm trying, you know, this is something I'm sharing you with the world and you're sharing yourself with the world as well. But that, that this caring personality that you have. And we we go get into it more. We go get into it more. Um, right. Because I'm looking, you know, I, you mentioned earlier um, when you talk about your culture is um, Afro or Black or African-American, things of that nature, and as a male. And um, and these things I'm looking at. So you, you, you. And I'm, and I'm, I'm we'll talk about it. More. I ain't gonna skip ahead. I'm skipping, I'm full back, I'm full back. So <laughs> I was like with the zodiac and things, but you know, what what is your sign? What What is your zodiac I, sign, if you mind sharing? I'm a Pisces. I am a Pisces. Okay. March, around spring break. March okay. the 20th. March the 20th. The last day. Okay. Oh. The next day would be a reach. <laughs> oh, so you know a little bit more. <laughs> I'm still learning it. You know, I got this part that I know is is big, and a lot of people want to know. It, it, Sometimes people look at that in personality and traits and what it represents. But hey, it's just a little something for everybody. Our next question, a little bit deeper. How would you define your childhood and your upbringing? Wow. I would say, um, well, I, I was blessed. I was blessed because um, I had people who I could talk to. First of all, I I praise God for, for my, first and foremost, always my mother. I think my mother instilled some things in me that, uh, man, I can't even, this, this show wouldn't give me time to talk about, okay, as, as being a young man and then turning me into the man that I am today. Um, I'm one of the, one of the, probably the, the, the few now today I could say uh, about most black male and their mothers and the way I was with my mother. My mother loved me, but she didn't spoil me. She loved me dearly, but she taught me. She taught me right from wrong. She taught me responsibilities at a young age, and I I cherish that to the to the day the good Lord calls me home. Secondly, uh, speaking of my childhood and upbringing. My grandparents, uh, my grandfather, man, I'm going to tell you something. I think that I had a special bond with him because I was the oldest grandchild, right? And you had, you had uh, alluded to it earlier about everybody called me Uncle Rob. Well, I'm, I'm closer to you all's parents' age. I grew up with y'all's parents versus them being out there. So I kind of have a different perspective from anybody in the family. I, I kind of was like in between. I could be the brother or I could be the nephew, just depending on how you want, how you want to look at it. So I had an opportunity of being raised with them. And a lot of times, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather who really instilled uh, working hard in me. Working, you know, a, a good day's work for a Friday's work for a Friday's pay. We'd get up early in the morning, I'd go to work with him, we'd come home and eat and he, he paid me. He, he taught me how to save at a young age. And I think one of the things um, that I got from him it's just being uh, outspoken and brutally honest. J.D. Johnson didn't care who feelings he hurt. If he had something to say, he's going to say it. Now, I'm the same way, but it took me a while to get that way because I, I, I usually like to say, let everybody else sit back and observe. And you find out a lot of things about people by listening a lot, not talking, but listening. If you listen a lot, you can size a person up pretty easy real quick, okay? Because a lot of times it's the things that they don't say versus the things that they say, okay? So that's wisdom. That comes with wisdom and time and all this sort of that. Then to my grandmother, I never forget, amazing woman. I mean, 
a, a highly religious woman, man, you, you get churched out with grandma, okay? You church to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, don't matter, revival, revival, but you're going to go and, and you're going to act like you're happy to go, okay? You don't want to face the consequences. And, and let me share a, a, a short story with you. Uh, and I think we've all been down this road. Like I said, Rodney Franklin is not perfect. I remember one time my grandmother took me to the store. It was TGNY, okay? They're entitled. Now, I think I may have been about seven, eight years old. What did and TGNY stand? Huh, hold on, repeat I that. have no idea what it stood for. All I know that. is I can remember TGNY. And I stole something out of TGNY, okay? And I got home and got to pull it out of my pocket. I got to play with it. Grandma said, what? where'd you get that from? And, you know, she put that look on me. You couldn't lie. I said, from the store, where'd you get the money at? I didn't have none. I stole it. And she gripped them to boys. We didn't quit their car. Get on that job. Get ready. We're going back up there and talk to that manager because she knew the manager. She made me take that stuff back and apologize. And Brandon, to this day, I have never stolen again in my life. You hear me? Never stole, never thought about stealing nothing in my life. She taught me a valuable lesson. So, you know, it's little things like that at the age of seven that you can take with you the rest of your life. Things that happen to you as a young boy. Mm-hmm. Memories. Everybody got Everybody has those memories. Absolutely. That you would value. At the time, I didn't realize. Too young to realize how valuable lesson it was that my grandmother taught me. And, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's just... Um, it, it was good growing up. You know, we, we was in Tyler, and then we, we moved to Fort Worth. I was in the third grade. We moved to Fort Worth on the south side of Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. Uh, 1736 East Colvin. Remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> yes, sir. Right there in Carl Park, okay? Went to Morningside Elementary. Then later went to Carter Park Elementary, which is still Fort Worth, and to Rosemont, and then graduated from O.D. Wild High School. Here forward, but I've had I had good good experiences. I was able to to go to uh, from being an all black education to going to school with people other other than what I looked like. Okay, we integrated, and again I learned lessons there too. All kinds of lessons. I mean, from I learned about politics. I learned about you know you don't always uh, life isn't fair. You know, I, I never forget my senior year. I ran for for vice president of the senior class, and I lost. And uh, it was like, you know, an initial uh, poll of people, it was five of us. I was the only black, four whites. Well, those four whites both had to split. I got all the black votes plus a lot of the white votes, because I was pretty popular. But I had to have a runoff. And the principal couldn't tell me why I had to have a runoff. He said, well, the, the margin just wasn't big enough. I said, well, what was the margin? He couldn't answer me. Well, unfortunately, the runoff was between me and a gentleman by the name of Terry Conkle. Never forget it. But guess what? His mother was president of the PTA. (laughs) Mm. So what chance do I have? Okay, what chance do I have? Just two candidates, he and I, and his mom is president of the PTA. So I just told my principal, I said, you know what, man? Don't even worry about it. It don't mean that much to me. You just go and give it to him. Well, no, Rodney, don't feel like that. I said, I already know what's going on. But things like that, you have to learn how to deal with that and keep moving. Take that as a positive in your life, okay, as a strategy, and realize that that's not going to be the last time something like that that will happen to you, especially being a young Afro-American. 
Well, uh, once again, th- y'all, this makes <laughs> you know how I do it. I'm gonna interrupt a couple times, you know, share a little <laughs> my experience. And I every time I'm saying I'm doing this with especially my family members, I love it because I see the pattern that we have in life and stories that I didn't know about. And once again, stuff may get a little emotional here because we're expressing ourselves and we're hearing about everything, but you know, the same thing happened to me in high school. The same exact wow. thing. I never knew that happened to you. And wow. this was for a class president freshman year. And nope. And the thing I won, nobody ran for, for it. I'm the only one went for it during selection. By meetings, I was the only one for it. I was the only one interested. I won. The adults felt like, well, no, let's extend it. And let's try to get some more people in. I'm like, no. I followed the rules. I did what I was supposed to do. And with me, they wanted a popularity contest. I went to, I didn't go streamline from, I went to John Tyler, what is Tyler High now, you know, uh, again. Um, but I went to the, I went to Hubbard and I went to Rice. I didn't go to Bolter or Moore or Dogan. So nobody knew me. So it was an automatic loss for me when they actually had more people. But I was like, but technically, I won, you know. But I'm like, I see how things go. Politics, you know, corruption. I would not say more than anything else because that's. But you saying that I like I wouldn't. Y'all would listen. I said, man, that's the exact thing. It was just like, and it teaches this at a young age, and you learn from adults. You learn right. from adu- adults. Put right, that on. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, okay. sir. It, it was. It was heavy. And, mm-hmm. and and the sad thing about it, Brandon, in your case, you ran by yourself. You were the only candidate. In my case, they had stipulation that you had qualifiers that you had to meet certain criteria to even run. Well, mm-hmm. one of the criteria that you had to meet was that you had to have a B average or above. They didn't think any Afro-Americans at my school at that time could even qualify for that. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... When, when when that showed up, and plus I was an athlete, very popular, man, they, they didn't do all they, they didn't do all their checks and balances before they put that criteria out there. So one thing they come up with was a runoff. Hmm. And you gotta realize I, only 30% was black at, at my high school at the time. 30% black, OD white at the time in 1975. So with all that said, I had to pull some votes. To even be in a in a run, I won. Like you said, even though I wasn't on the candidate, I won. To yeah. be in a runoff with four whites and one black, you pull all your votes plus some of the white votes, and those other votes had to be split four ways. I won. But you know, uh, they, they roll into life how the system works sometimes, <laughs> but many of the time. But whew, thank thank you for sharing. So, go on to our next question. What were the roles of your parents when you were coming up? Wow. Well, my my mom, they both were working parents, school teacher and, and a nurse. Because dad, school teacher, mom, nurse. Because dad also had a auto body shop. So he was very seldom around. I mean, teaching school all day and then at night, he'd go down to that body shop and work to 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, get home. 11.30 midnight, back up the next day, going to school. Mom was a nurse. She worked, you know, 7 to 3. And when she came home, she was tired, but she was the one that mainly supported me in my sporting events and everything else. Like I say, even though she had a full-time job, too, but she always 
took time to support me in my endeavors there. So, uh, of course, mom was pretty much everything. Myself and Patrick had a younger brother, Patrick. That was my next and question. I, I was Did you have any siblings? <laughs> right. And just the two of us. And in my case, you know, again, I praise God for this. My mom and dad had to worry about no disciplinary problem with me. But Patrick, another story. Another story. <laughs> another story. Okay, trust me. So I, I can say that, that 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 my upbringing there was was great. That my mom, you asked me about the roles of both of them. Dad only came in in emergency clauses only. That usually was with Patrick. Usually was with Patrick. And I have to tighten him up because Patrick had to go to private school and all that. Well, I was able to continue in the, in the public school sector. But that's at a young age, Patrick went to Catholic school. Mm. And then uh, once I believe he got in about the fourth or, no, fourth or fifth grade, I believe, when he started going to public school. So he needed, he needed those sisters and everybody to tighten him up his first two or three years. To a little bit more structure. Yes, sir. A lot of structure. <laughs> because one thing, Patrick, at that age, I never will forget he had a problem with the truth. He mm. had a problem telling the truth. So, mm. uh, and he he could, he has he had asthma real bad. So anytime it was time to do the chores or cut the yard work, he came up with a horrible asthma attack. Okay, so a lot of that fell on my shoulders. And I think again, these are things you said makers of Rodney Franklin. I grew up real fast and quick and learned, and I never shied away from work because I had to do it. It was my responsibility. So. So being the oldest sibling, the eldest um, grand, well, of course, the eldest being the eldest grandson. So, yeah, a lot of probably um, responsibility fell with on your shoulders. Um, and thank you for bearing all that as well throughout these years. <laughs> so where do you consider home? Well, I, I consider home uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Even though I was born in Tyler, Texas. Okay, I was born March the 12th, 1957, Medical Civil Hospital, Tyler, Texas. And I went to school in Tyler from pre-K through the second grade. We moved from Tyler to Fort Worth in third grade. So the majority of my life from third grade up until this day has been Fort Worth. So, I mean, even though Tyler is my home by birth, but I consider Fort Worth, Texas my home. I have all my my experiences in Fort Worth from the educational field, from the working field, from most of my friends and colleagues and everything. So basically that's pretty much uh, I consider Fort Worth on. So you've been in Fort Worth longer than anybody else in the family? Yes, sir. Oh, this is my first time recognizing that. Okay, I like Undidi didn't move to Fort Worth until she was in her 20s, right? Right, right. I was doing Fort Didi. I said, I I've been around a while. Fort Worth is, you know, we used to visit all those people in Tyler. When we go to Tyler for the summer and on the weekends, I'd visit Dee Dee down there. I, I remember visiting Dee Dee and going swimming with Dee Dee when she was pregnant with Ava. This is the first time this clicked bro. to me that you are the, the, the really the implant. You are the one that's holding it down, like the, <laughs> the main one. Okay, okay. Um, growing up, you already said you had some. Would you mind sharing some of the chores you had when you were coming up? Oh, man. Shoot. You. Yeah. <laughs> what chores didn't I have? <laughs> I mean, you know, you swear my mama had. Uh, I, was, I was boy, girl, and everything. I mean, I ain't ran from no dishwasher. 
ain't ran from no vacuum to the floor. I ain't ran from taking out trash, cutting the yard, washing cars. Uh, if it needed to be done around the house, I did it because I had working parents. So everything fell on me. And when it was time for my my sibling to help me, he had frequent asthma attacks, especially when it came to yard work. Patrick was not going to do any yard work. And, and, and the thing about it, he would do that. He didn't turn the corner. He would smile at me. He smiled at me. And I'd be wanting to tear him up. I'm going to get him. <laughs> New darn well, wasn't nothing wrong with him, okay? Wasn't nothing wrong with him. I mean, he, he started faking his breathing, his short of breath and everything. And that's, there, there were times he did have legitimate asthma because he used to have to get injections mm. for his asthma. But I would say about 45% of the time, he was shaking and faking. Wasn't nothing wrong with him. He just didn't want to do it. <laughs> was it Colin Wolf? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so in this transition to the next one, now we know what happened if we well, I know what may happen if you didn't do your chores, but everybody else don't know, and I think people to share. How were you disciplined growing up? Well, I uh I was disciplined. I didn't I got very I think I may have gotten two or three whoopers in my whole time, but most of the time what, what got me was taking away privileges. Mm. No football, no mm. basketball. See, that was my life. Sports was my life. All you got to do is say, I can't go to practice. I'm not going to be able to play. Baby, look, I, I clean up any and everything. It don't matter. Okay? It's done. And it was done with the quickness. It was done with the quickness because I wasn't trying to miss nothing. But I didn't have, I wasn't the type of kid that had to uh, to be whipped a lot to be mm-hmm. to get my attention, just take take something away from me. You know, like a sporting activity or something like that, and that usually did it. And it didn't take that much. Like I say, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty decent kid. I mean, I, and, and I never forget this one thing that you that you brought up about discipline. This has to do with your grandma and my grandma, since we are the same grandmother. I cannot remember what year this was, but grandma was up in age. And I think I may have been in my, I'm 64 now. I may have been in my 30s, maybe early 40s. I don't want to get the years mixed up, but my grandmother came to me one time and she said, son, let me tell you something. I am so proud of you. I said, what are you, what are you telling my grandma? She said, you are the only child. And, and she would call her a child because everybody was a child, whether you were her, her son or daughter or grandchildren, everybody was a child. She said, you're the only child that I have not lost, not one night's sleep over. Hmm. And boy, boy, that meant the world to me. Now that's something that that that, that holds you right there. Knowing the type of woman she was, and for her to tell you that, saying you were the only one in the family that she hadn't lost one night sleep over, and she knew some of everybody's business because she was the matriarch, she was the woman, she was it. Mm-hmm. And for her to tell me that, Brandon, I know see, you're the only somebody to this day that knows that. You are the only somebody that knows that. But they all go hear it later. They go. They go hear it later. They go hear it later. <laughs> but thank you for sharing. You know, why, why that's the making? Why that's the makers of Rodney Franklin? Okay, they and, that's why he acts like this sometimes. Trust me, and I, I had that type of conversation on Pinky, you know, and that's what like my wife knows. But I'm like, man, the and we we we'll talk more about it more. Um, but we've had strong men, but we had a lot of strong women in our family too. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, it's like we start with her. That's what I would say. Uh, in my perception you know my perspective right. i would say um and, um wow so you you expressed earlier a little bit but go back to it what what were and what are your beliefs 
Well, I, I firmly believe in number one. I, I, I would like to. I ain't gonna say I would like to say I am. I know I am. I know I'm a Christian man. Okay, I I, uh, I care about about people, not just my people, but I care about about people as a whole. I care about what happens to people. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that if you do the right thing with people, the right things will come to you. I also believe the opposite. If you don't do right by people, eventually, eventually, you're gonna have to pay the piper. I ain't gonna say which way you're gonna pay him. But you're going to pay because certain things get blocked from you. And you wonder why your prayers are not answered. You wonder why you, you, you're going to get certain challenges. Sometimes we as individuals have to take an inventory of ourselves. Once we take an inventory of ourselves and be real with ourselves, then we have a better understanding of ourselves. And I think and that's what I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, that sometimes we do things without thinking. We don't think about the decisions we make, how that's going to affect somebody else, or how it could affect someone else. Greed is something else. People, there's a lot of greedy people in the world, and that's all they think of is themselves. Oh, and there's a lot of people in this world that think about, what can I get out of this? What's in it for me? I never looked at a situation like that. You know what? Because what's in it for me, I'm living today. What's in it for me, I got a house to live in. I got food in my pantry, okay? I have stable home. My children are blessed. They both are working. They don't cause me no headache. That's my blessing. That's my blessing. And I thank God for making me the man that I am because I can assure you uh, my children are blessed in the skies. I have uh, my daughters, man, I tell you, and by being girls, I thought they were going to be heavy in my pocketbook. No, sir. Independent. Independent. And that allows me freely to do some things that I want to do or to do more things for and with my grandkids. And, you know, that's, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Um, I saw a quote earlier and, uh, angle you, you may use this for your quote, but I'm, there's another question I have for you in a minute, but, um, I saw a quote that it said, as a parent, when you spoil your children, you're going to have to raise your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But if you raise your children, you get to spoil your grandchildren. That's something I like. Oh, I like that. I like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's what I see. And I, 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 I tell you what, Brandon, that's uh, in my case, in my particular case, that's a true statement because I can spoil my grandkids. Anybody, I mean, if you don't have to worry about it, you know, and a lot of people, like, you know, Natalie tell me all the time, well, when I was growing up, because Kate, for, for instance, Kate came by today. Oh, she knows she had to do is pick up that telephone. Okay. Paul, I need, and then, and then and she don't get everything she needs. I said, well, Katie, don't you think you have enough tennis shoes already? <laughs> well, but I like these. I said, no, 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 Think about what Papa just asked you. Don't you have enough already? And what I'd rather do rather than buying you another pair of these Jordans and all this money they, they're making, I would rather give you some money and then you can go buy you some clothes or spend that money on something else other than tennis shoes, okay? So I, I kind of broke about it. About, they came by the day, she got a little piece of change. But it wasn't no tennis shoes that she wore, okay? So I want to, she's getting to the age now, 14, where she get out and do her own little shopping, and I ain't got to go buy nothing for her. I want her to be independent and get out there like that. So, and, and she so they had a girl's day out there, her and her mom. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and Natalie, Ken, folks, when you listen to this, get get ready. You, you up on the list, too. Just let you know. You know. Like, um, 
and man, and I, I pay attention to Caden. Like once again, proud of her, proud of Natalie. You guys are great children. You got great grandchildren, and I love it. Like I love seeing it. Love a being able to observe it and see it in a different light. Trust me, it is a great thing to see in my family. Oh man. Um. Next question. If you could recommend a book, a movie, and a show, what would you recommend to people? Oh, wow! 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 I'm glad you hit me with that. It's going to cause me to have to do some thinking. We can come back to that. We can come back to I, it. I may, I may have to come back to that because I don't, I don't want to make we, we move and I'm going to come back. I want to have some serious <laughs> more No, hey, this is something that a lot of people have to come back to. This is one of the newer questions. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just highlight it real quick. Boom. Um, if you can call three people to speak with and have a conversation with, who would those three people be? If I could call three people any to have a conversation people. with any three people from being um people that's here, people that no longer here, people that's famous that you never met. Um, what would be the three people that you would call and like, hey, you know, I want to have a conversation, you know, just for a conversation. Okay. Anybody. Okay. Anybody. Well, one person I'd I'd, I'd like to call is Barack Obama. Hmm. Because uh, uh, I, I I have so much respect for that man, what he had to endure eight years as president of the United States during these times. That I would like to get some more insight on on how he was able to still you know, run this country and, and 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 keep the haters off of him without losing his cool. He's one of the most calmest, coolest, educated, well-spoken individuals that I could ever think of. Uh, Man, I tell you, I just think it's just knowledge that he has. It, it probably would help me even today and some things that I endure from time to time. You know, I don't think I'm that bad, but I just think for him to be at that stage of what he handled, man, that 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 takes a that takes a, a mountain. He, he he I have the utmost respect for him. Um, man. It's, it's, it's some people out there, man. It's, it's some people out there. I think uh, about black pioneers, uh, some of the first. I think about, uh, and you know, I'm a sports fanatic. Mm-hmm. Never uh-huh. been a man way before my time. But uh, I think I would like to have a conversation with Jackie Robinson, mm. the first uh, Afro-American baseball player that broke, it, broke the barrier. Blacks yes. coming through. No, no, he went through some things. No, he went through some things. And um, not not to 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 down educate because I'm a big educator, but I'm also a big sports guy. And I I, I think that uh, uh, I probably would, would like to talk with Jesse Owens, mm. Olympic star Jesse Owens. These 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 three people that that I named and I noticed they all were males. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're all males because I feel like men are put on this earth to be leaders, not only leaders in, in society, but leaders of their families. And I think that uh, from Obama to Jackie Robinson to Jesse Owens, that I could gain some, some very um, useful insights on what they had to endure during their, their time. Because if, if you notice, they, the two of them were older guys, much older guys, Owens and Robinson. And they Back broke then, it had to be a lot Right. And they broke the barriers in that time as well. Broke yeah. barriers. And Barack so broke, broke a barrier in his time as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So I think that that would be 
that would be some knowledge, man, that I probably – I probably, I probably think I was boss hog if I had a chance to talk to those guys, man. <laughs> man. All right, all right. I love it. Trust me, and, I, and for the folks that's able to see us on YouTube now, if you look in the background, you see how much of a sports fanatic he is. So, <laughs> but everybody listening, trust me, he's that guy. Um, what was an impactful moment in your life? And when I say impactful, what was a moment in your life that you like could never forget that may have made a change for the better or for the worse, or just made a change in your life in total? What was an impactful moment in your life? Well, uh, wow, wow! I had a couple, of, but the most impactful moment, I guess, would be when I uh, when I got a chance to 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 visit. Zimbabwe, Africa. Mm. I had a chance to visit Africa back in uh, 2001. At the time, I didn't realize that I, I figured I'd never get back there, but at the time, I didn't realize what a blessing it was because I was able to represent the city of Fort Worth and the Metropolitan YMCA as an ambassador. And I, I had a, a, a paid expense, fully paid, for 10 days, not only from, I did not miss a paycheck at Bell Helicopter, and I was able to, to gain insights of my people, again, in depth from my people, and uh, meet people, man, that, 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 that I didn't, that I didn't never think that I would meet. And the ironic thing about that is, uh, and, and probably the people that's listening to the podcast, they don't know if they know about Aunt Gwen or not, because she's gone on to be with the Lord. But Aunt Gwen uh, broke down in tears and begged me not to go to Africa. And I'm like, girl, what is wrong with you? You crazy? She said, no, nephew, I just don't feel good about you going over there. Just, just baby, you can go anywhere but Africa. I said, no, baby, I ain't, I ain't turning down Africa. I'm sorry. I got to go to Africa. And it later dawned on me why she didn't want me to go to Africa. I was in Africa during the time of 9-11. I remember that. That's what I was saying. You said 10 days. I remember I said it got extended a little bit, but I, was, I remember that. And I said to myself, Lord, you just never know. You know, not saying, you know, not superstitious or whatever, but she broke down. She and I had lunch before I went, two days before I went. Uh, we had lunch over here at Luby's off of 820, and she cried like a baby and begged me not to go. And I, and I know that while I was over there doing 9-11, they said she's just about to have a fit over there. Didn't think I was going to make it back. That's the reason why she didn't want me to go, da-da-da, da-da-da. But I tell you what, Brandon, from what I experienced during that trip, that was one of the best, if not the very best time I ever had. You call it a vacation, you call it a business trip, but to be able to, to see firsthand and witness some of the things that, that I saw, was able to to visited Victoria Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world. And, and I'm like, man, would I have ever gotten a chance to do that any time other than that? And that's why I took advantage of, of that time. And, and uh, I took them up on that on that, uh, that opportunity. And I went. And I, I don't regret it at all. Wow. That, that's been one of the goals of my life. Um, after this pandemic, I've been talking to the wife saying, I want to go to Africa for a trip. You know, 
Um, it, I don't know. It's, it's just in my spirit. I just want to well, do it. Um, I would, hopefully, it could be paid by something, someone else. I just want to go. It is life changing. It is definitely life changing. I believe you, especially what's been going on recently. Um, when I say recently, it's been going on, period. Here, and I want to see what it is. I want to feel it more than anything else. I want to experience it. I want to absorb it. That's what I want to do. I can't tell you exactly why, but that, that's just why. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Okay. If you had a theme song, what would it be? <laughs> wow. Theme song. I know there's another good one. <laughs> As they say, you know, that's a Jim Daniel. A theme song. That means that song has to mean something to me. Something about me and my life. Theme song, and, and you know, I listen to music. I listen to song, but I never really put it in perspective being my theme song. But if you put a check by that one, me come back by that one, I appreciate that too. Oh, I'm right, not say I, that I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, next one we got up. How do you define joy? Joy. Yes. Um. Being being loved and loving someone. Um, being content with with your situation, no matter how positive or negative it may seem to be, um, being being loving, knowing that you've done all you can do, um, given whatever you have been given, and and um, just being content with it. Uh, joy, a lot of times, is, is intangible. Um, you ain't gotta always touch and give, and it just—it's—it's it's an inner feeling to me, you know. If you—you you love your wife, you love Alton. I love—I love my wife, love my children, my family. That—that's—that's that's joy to me, knowing that my family is okay, knowing that—that that everybody is is doing the best that they can that they can do, and not not trying to uh, to cause havoc among anything. Just being being at peace with where you are in life. That's that's joy to me. Being content. Love that. Love that. What privileges do you benefit from? What privileges do I benefit from? Yes, sir. Well, the main privilege I I benefit from, and I'll break that down, is being responsible. Mm. That can be deep. When, when you're responsible, people notice you're responsible. You you get opportunities to do things. You get opportunities to, to witness things. You get opportunities to be involved in things when you're responsible. Uh, reliable, which is called, which falls in responsibility. And um, just living your best life. When, when, you, when you do right, and I mentioned this earlier, when you pay your bills, when you do right by people, when you do all these positive things you can do, all kind of stuff will come up. Things that you wouldn't even dream of. Opportunities will come your way that you never thought of. And, and that, that carries you a long way. You know, whether you're going to, to 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 seek a home or seek a vehicle or whatever you're doing, when you when you're handling your business and, and your signature means more to a lot of people than a dollar bill, that's powerful. That's powerful. And I'm gonna tell you something, my signature is powerful, okay? But you got also you have to be responsible when it comes to stuff like that. Okay, so 
And, and you kind of tied it in something that, you know, I'm going to speak to some folks on a different episode. What about is responsibility is another word for credit and your credit is another word representative of your responsibility. And you kind of just broke it down my perspective of that. It's like if you have not only good, you know, you have your credit score, you got the FICO and things of that nature. But what's your credit with your people? What's your credit with your family? What's your credit with your friends? And mm-hmm. those, that reliability is your credit. If I know I can trust and rely that I can give something to Rodney, you know, if, like I know it's going to come back. And it may even come back. That's credit right there. Bigger look at that from the bigger picture. Okay. Yes, okay. sir. Now, this, this is going to be a little one unique, okay? This is going to be a three-parter. Still one question, but three-parter. <laughs> if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be? <laughs> animal in the world. Any animal. Probably uh, a dove. A dove. Okay. Okay. I like that. Like that. If you couldn't be a dove, you got to be another animal other than a dove. What would you be? This gonna this gonna blow you away right now because I'm gonna flip the script on you. Okay. Okay. A lion. A lion. A lion. A lion. I see that. I see that. I see that a lot. And last one. If you couldn't be a dove and you couldn't be a lion, what would you be? A deer. A deer. Okay. Okay. So this is a Russian personality test that I'm researching. This is one of the new ones for this (laughs) as well. Um, And how it represents is the first one that you may say is what you want to represent to people what you want people to see you as. The second one is what people actually see you as. That's what their perception of you. And the third one is what you actually are. Now, I'm not saying any any weight of validity to that. It's just how I find right. some interest in the thought process to make us think about it. Okay. Okay. I like Okay. Okay. If you could live... Anywhere in the world, where would you live? Other than, even if you're at, where is it where you're at, or it would be somewhere else? Anywhere in the world. See, I, I, I like being a, a, and I know I know the question, but I like being a real, a, a realist too. Um, I don't like being out there on pipe dreams. I'm thinking in terms of something that's, that's sustainable. But, but you said anywhere in the world, yeah, right? So exactly. It may or may not be. It depends. If, if, um, money, if money is I, I not like, holding I, you back. Money is not holding you back. Probably, probably in the, somewhere like the Bahamas. Away with water, away from everything, the the. the Coolness of the water coming in off the, the shores, the peacefulness, and so it's secluded. Uh, sort of thinking like, there you go, there you go. Not, but I couldn't, I couldn't live. You know, Fort Worth is Fort Worth, but like, like Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, I couldn't live in a place like it's just too much. The buildings and the clutter and the traffic, I, I, I that, that environment is just not what. That's not the makings of Rodney Franklin. <laughs> hey, loud and clear, loud and clear. <laughs> Okay, we're about to jump back to a previous question. Now, we're going to go back. Now, recommend, what would it be? A book that you would recommend? A movie that you would recommend? 
and a show that you would recommend? Okay. Movie. Imitation of Life. Imitation of Life. What you know about? Okay, well, I'm asking what you know I'm about old that. School. What? I'm old school. And, and see, you get you get talking about family values and appreciating what people do for you and how you grow up to be disrespectful. All that stuff is, is pulling into one. But at the at, but at the end of the day, the end of the day, that young lady knew who cut for her. At the mm. end of the day, too late. End, don't don't give them no spoilers. Don't give them no spoilers. Boy, that, that that I watched that film for the first time about three years ago. Good experience, great experience. But and, and once again, when you, people see this black and white, they might not want to watch it, but watch it. <laughs> a lot of that stuff that happened in that film is still um, re- um, prevalent to this day. It, it's it's everlasting, I would say. So the movie would be Imitation of Life. Okay, a very good one. Okay, you got a show and a book. Show and a book. Let's see the show next. The show, it means like a running TV show or something like that is the question, right? A series. A series. Okay, a series. Probably, and and this is going to trip some people out too, but but I loved it. It's not, it's no longer airing, and of course, Things has happened since then, but I used to love the Cosby Show. Mm. I think that 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 painted the, the picture of the of a black family professionals that they can they can make it not not cleaning nobody's kitchen, but but going out and making a living for their family and providing the best for life for their family. And I like I like to see Afro Americans live positive life and live it to the fullest. And that was one of the shows that, that stuck with me when I was I was born. You know, it's wild that you said that. I used to look at y'all at the Cosby's. For real. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was growing up, Unc, you have to understand. I didn't I didn't have that many. I'm th- I'm thinking right now. Who else in the family was married with kids and both working? <laughs> you know who? Because I use I. If you listen, and you ain't got to go. I would love if you did, but you just go and tip. The first season is you go hear a lot of um language from your nephew. Okay, uh, <laughs> but it's still me. It's still perspective. I, right. The show has matured a little bit. Um, uh, right. but I, I said in, in the first season, I like I never could rock with the rock, um, Cosby Show because I didn't think it was realistic. As when I was younger, when I was younger, I'm like, you got two black people. That's living in a good neighborhood. <laughs> Our kids is not extremely disrespectful. The parents working, doctor, and a lot. Get out of here. That, me, that was me as a child, you know. And not until I started seeing people that I knew personally doing this, you know. And I was, I'm telling, I used to look at y'all like they doing it, you know. That's why. I, that, so when you say that, that's so unique. It, it it doesn't surprise me, but it makes me feel like okay, I wasn't tripping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't tripping, but yeah, I'm I'm for real. I'm for real. I looked at like um, Natalie and Ebony. They got along. They didn't argue and fight with one another. They weren't disrespectful and things. You know, in, in big nice house, pools in the backyard and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Nah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm, I'm being for real. I'm being for real. I'm being honest. That I know this is Megan Rodney, but I got to share that. 
So paint, throw a little bit more of the paint on the picture for you, you know. Um, For real. So we got the the Imitation of Life. We have the Cosby Show. And now, what book you got for us? Well, the book's going to be tough because this this book back here, hold on. Oh, you got it. He about to show it to us, y'all. What? Let me find my man. Let me he, find pull out, my man. he pull out the receipts. He not only go tell oh, us, he go like he gonna show us. You know, he, he do better than just tell us about it. Okay, he go. Hey. This, this is this is this is uh, I don't know if you can see it or not. Pull it up for it. But it's called Fatherhood by Bill Cosby. Pull it up a little bit more. There you go. Go ahead, pull it. Keep pushing it up. Fatherhood by Bill Cosby. Got you. Got it. Got it. Got it. And any any black man that 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 don't think, and unfortunately, what's happening to him today, that's just a different ball game. But you ask just to make it a rock. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what what inspired. I, I think this is a, an awesome book, especially for any any age black man, but but young young men who are raising families that uh, that want to just get a different perspective on life and. And what it's like to be a father raising your people, man. This is this is off the chain. And like I say, I'm, I, I didn't I didn't do it perfect, but I didn't. I don't think I flunked the course. All right. And, All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fatherhood by Bill Cosby. Okay. Okay. All right. Our next question: What are you responsible for? Well, I'm responsible first and foremost of. Uh, Leading my family, which in this case is my wife, because I know mm. my my children. You know, I still have a responsibility to them, but they live in their life. But, but to make sure that that my wife is being led uh, spiritually, make sure that she is secure, make sure that she is uh, uh, financially put, uh, and make sure everything is six thousand and four. I'm gonna beep all that out right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't about to put your address out there, huh? But I, okay, like, but I, so, I hear, I hear you loud and clear, though. Listen, to that. I hear okay, you loud but, and clear. but everything at, at my media house, you know, you know, I'm glad you did it this thing. But I'm just, I'm just being real. I mean, my, <laughs> my thing is right here, making sure that, that my household is fit, and everything is, is according to all, as they say. All right, all right. Next question: If you could start over in life. At the beginning or any period in your life, would you do so? If I could start over at any point, any period in life, any would period I do so? Life, would you do so? No, no, right. no, because I think everything that I've had to endure in this life was set and meant for me to endure. I think that's what that's what made me who I am today. Okay, love that, love that. All right. How do you relax? Now, that's tough. I hadn't figured it out yet after 64 years. <laughs> I, I feel you. I understand. I understand. I, I, I'm being for real. My, my wife told me as recent as last week, you just don't know how to relax, do you? Because mm. even on my day off, I'm still looking to try to find something to do. And I just can't totally, and I'm being honest, I just huh? can't totally 
and God has blessed me with with an all with this nice home, the amenities and everything. But I'd be there if I got enough sense to come home from a good day's work and relax and grab me a, a glass of wine or or cool or something, take my butt out there in that pool or that spa and chill. Now you would think anybody else would have common sense to do that, right? Not Rodney Franklin. I'm looking at what else can I be doing today? I'm like, Lord mm-hmm. have mercy. So I'm I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there, but that's that's the best sounds I can give you to be real about it. Hey, maybe maybe you're you keeping it rolling is why you relax. You know, hey, <laughs> that's, 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 that, that, it's your thing. It's your thing. Okay. When did you realize you were different? When did I realize I was different? I realized I was different in the eighth grade. Hmm. I'm going to tell you how. Uh, By going to an integrated school, this was before I got to ODY and got that big disappointment as a senior vice president, but at the eighth grade, I went to a school where the predominantly Hispanic, believe it or not, Rosemont Middle School. It was about 20% black, about 50% Hispanic, and about 30% white. I won that year out of my class. This is in 1971. I won Mr. Rosemont. And for those young folk, eighth graders, to vote me as Mr. Rosemont and, that, and blacks with 20% of the population, I knew it had to be something different about me then. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. 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 You know, you see, you steady moving and shaking, I see, all through life. Okay. Okay. And we're going to come back to y'all one of these previous questions we had to skip earlier. But what would what would be your theme song if you had to choose a song that when Rodney Franklin if if you had if you was the TV show what what song would come on when you wake up in the morning and walk through your day when you step when you putting your shoes when you putting your your clothes on stepping out the door you know revving up the engine what song playing well this, this, this I've had some time to think about it and I probably after I give you the sales I'm probably gonna say boy I should have said that one. But I'm, I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to my my senior class song, okay? And this is this you probably heard of this song, but you know, I'm old school. And uh, you ever hear the words to it? You gonna say, "Well, that don't seem like Rodney." But I think some of the lyrics is talking about this uh, about this young lady. The song was about Ohio players, okay? Okay. It was called "I Wanna Be Free." I wanna be. Free. I wanna be free. Yes. And that was my. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song right there. Uh, trust me, I, I I say all the time. I got <laughs> I got an argument with somebody the other day when he said the best decade of music was the 2010s. I like the 20 what? I like you, I said you skipping the. I'm like you. So you skipping the 80s, the 70s, the 90s? 70s yeah, yeah. He, and he, he's skipping real music. What? He's real I'm like, music. Hey, don't get me started right now. I'll take this over. I would say I, I, I was already between the '70s and '80s for the, the 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 era that I'll go for for music because I'm like it was I wasn't alive I was I was born in the '80s but something was happening then that it was something beautiful yeah. I hear it was it, it a lot was, of crazy stuff was, going on too yeah it's crazy <laughs> like See, this song was before man. before you were born oh yeah I, I know about the and, and players I, pretty well like I say this this song was just uh see songs back then meant something. 
<laughs> See, they <laughs> meant something. See, some, songs today, I don't know what they're doing today. Look, if the song yeah, back then meant something. So, and the so. Ohio players, like you know, when you said Ohio, the Ohio players, they had a very unique. Um, that I don't know if I covered them yet on social media, but they had a very they they were before their time. A lot of people couldn't roll with the Ohio players back in the seventies, mm-hmm. especially from the album work, um, some of the things they represent. But like, I, I see, trust me, don't you said Ohio play? Which one you rep? What song you represent from the Ohio players now? They got a <laughs> From honey to yeah, <laughs> like, there you go. I, like I said, I, I listen to us. I listen. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. okay. Ohio, I like it. Hey, like skin tight. Skin tight. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my father in law, much love, pops, um, about the Ohio players. He was like, I'm a big music buff. I like, uh, I always say my mother used to listen to a number of records when I was uh, in the womb, but I like, hey, I caught on to all that. I listen, to yeah. That's that's my seventies, eighties. I listened to before anything else. Um, well, I, I, I will. I'm gonna share this while we talking too. This has something to do with your mom. Your mom had got mad at me um, in 1978, I believe. See, so your mom and I were like sisters and brothers. Okay, you know, she thought her her view of life at the time was. Rodney and Nisi, okay? Mm-hmm. Forget Rodney if you got somebody else in your world. Forget Nisi if you think you got somebody in your world. It's going to be Rodney and Nisi. We're going to roll this thing for a while, okay? <laughs> so when I told her that I was going to get married, she had a fit. <laughs> she had a fit. Uh, I don't think she had been the same since. Okay? <laughs> she, Not- she had it, She's a mess. She's a is mess it true? Boy. Is it true? I got the, this is once again. This is a curve. Is it true that y'all was on Soul Train? No. What everybody be telling <laughs> y'all used to dance with Soul Train? We used to dance, but we weren't on Soul Train. Where were y'all? Okay, okay. Where were we, y'all? We, we, we may have had some. We may have been at parties or something. Had Soul Train dance lines, but we never made the show Soul Train. No, sir. Yeah. When people used to tell me, and I'm like, get out of here. Now, I, I knew she was big in music and all that, and I knew she yeah, was she, uh, man, uh, she, that she was a party animal. Trust me. She, and she could dress She could dress the role. Home, oh, yeah. Homegirl was fine and whining in the springtime, okay? But I tell you, fine. Man, she, she can go. I posted some pictures of her from um, that Undidi sent me um, for Mother's Day this past year, last weekend, I think. And I was like, man, you, you could tell she was a fashionista, you know, especially coming mm-hmm. from Texas, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, she was before, before yeah. her time from that small town, I would say. I, I would sure say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. But now, I'm sure that, that we would have loved that truck. We wouldn't have backed away from Soul Train, but we just didn't get that opportunity to get on Soul Train. Hey, hey, keep pushing. Um, Do you know... This is our next question. Do you know three people you can trust? Well, now nah, let me, it's, it's the backwards. Do you know three people that trust you? And who are those three people? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know, I know three people trust me. I'm just trying to think. I wouldn't know more than three people. I'm about to say, which three, three did you even <laughs> say? That's what I was saying. Yeah, I got I to put them in And when I name them, they ain't no, in no kind of art. Okay, nope. No kind of order. And, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna keep this, I'm gonna keep this in the family. 
Mm. What I mean by that is the answer I'm going to give you are going to be family members. That's, that's, why, that's how I choose to answer this, okay? But I got plenty of people outside of here to trust me, trust me. Uh, probably, first, the, and it's no kind of order that I'm naming. Right, right. No order, no order. No, 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 no particular order. First of all, this is going to be my host tonight, which is you, Mr. Brandon Drake. I think you trust me. You are correct. I think that Brenda Simmons trusts me. And I think the Sheriff B trusts me. And the reason why I can say this and laugh about it is that my conversations with you and Brenda and Sharon are totally different because y'all are different. But I don't think it's anything that, that I could ask either of you that I couldn't get from you. And the things that I would ask from you, I don't think either of you would hesitate in responding positively in that way. Agreed. Agreed. And if you listen to today's show, I think you would be proud to know what their responses were as well. So <laughs> I think that works out perfectly, perfectly. Okay. What is a quote that you live by? Easy, easy quote. Easy quote. And it won't take me long to get it there. Uh, treat others as you would want to be treated. Mm. Mm. Just that sound. Treat others as you would want to be treated. Nothing difficult about it. Okay. Okay. We can we come to the last four questions right here. Okay. <laughs> this is a, y'all know what time is. This is my favorite question. This come down to your your big meal. Your, I, I would say your last meal. You know, that means it got to be important. All right. Last thing you go eat. Okay. Like if it could be anything. That you could eat, what would it be? And not only that, what would it be? Who anybody could prepare, prepare for you? Who would prepare your? Who would prepare this meal for you? First of all, that's a very easy question for me. It's a very simple question. A very simple meal. The person who would prepare this meal for me would be my mother, Winnie Ruth Johnson Chilton. Okay, mm. and it would be cornbread, red beans, and fried chicken. Fried chicken. Right. Keep it southern. All right. Yes, sir. One thing that I would say almost across the family is that usually that question is gonna be somebody in the family kicking for the family members. I'll tell you that right there. If that that that's why I stay the, the size I am, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday. Yes, sir. It's Christmas. Christmas, okay. Because Christmas is a time that we can reflect, first of all, on, and a lot of people got it twisted mm-hmm. while we celebrate Christmas, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think if we keep it in the proper perspective, Christmas really could be most people's favorite holiday. Agreed. A lot of times, a lot of times, uh, I think people answer questions like that or similar to that without really putting thought into it. I don't really have to even think about it because the true meaning of Christmas, what that means and how we can really be grateful that we can give homage and, 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 and think, uh, think the world of, of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And a lot of people think Christmas got to do with giving, 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 or receiving, receiving. It, it really don't. It really don't. It really don't. 
And and my thing uh, about that, not only because of that reason, the birth of Christ, but and also I love seeing children, seeing a family happen. Even though children get it all twisted by gifts and all that, but the smile and the joy that it brings on their faces make me feel warm inside as well. So mm, love I love it. Christmas. And um, did you have a favorite of any years during Christmas? What was your favorite year of Christmas? Or the, if 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 you have one, I had a favorite year of Christmas. Man. And for the ones who don't know, you know, the ones that have been listening to the show, y'all may be asking to yourself, yes, this is where I'm at. If y'all ever see me on Snapchat in my social media, it's at his house for Christmas. That's usually where I'm at. So. <laughs> Boy, you crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think what year. That was summer. It wasn't really Christmas, but that was summer. Uh, what year it was when uh, <laughs> that uh, that was something that, 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 that Mark, that wasn't Christmas. That was summer. He came home in the summertime. But he came home from uh, the military. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time, boy. I was so glad to see that young man. That's another story for another time. But I'm trying to think of your question, Christmas. Man, There's been so many. Yeah, oh, boy, granted, has, has it now. Just the joy of seeing family come together, man, it's just a blessing within itself. But I, I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, it, it may not have been the, the – I can remember this. I can remember this. Um, and because of because of Natalie, um, it must have been back about what four, five, six years ago. Natalie was uh, was engaged. Natalie got got married on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the fact that that I was going to be uh, inheriting a, a son-in-law. I guess made it somewhat special uh, with with Brother Eddie, but uh, I I don't want to give it any any more or less weight. But it was just a special Christmas to me because my baby seemed to be so happy. Uh, my baby was 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 spending in a very important time of her life, and, and she was enthusiastic about about. Uh, Jumping the broom of, of becoming a missus, and that that brought joy to my heart. And that was during Christmas time, of course. What five days later, or a week later, actually six days later, she got married because she got married Christmas Eve. So I mean, New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, I was there. I like. I'm surprised. Usually, that picture I have so many pictures from her wedding on this um device right here that I ain't gonna get on. I don't know if you even set yours up yet. But <laughs> <laughs> when, when you come see me again, <laughs> this is you right here in the photo. This is from your 60th um event birthday party. Yeah, your your wow. 60th birthday party right there with all of us. Wow. So that's why. I keep well, in these pictures scrolling around of family members and close friends. Man, I tell you what, when you when you come to Fort Worth again, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> no, I know you're laughing. That's two years ago. I wait know. A but you know what? It, it's still in the box. <laughs> I, be, I believe you. I believe you. And I'm like, everything we're doing right here, you know we can do right here too. You know, all this stuff, right? All this stuff. It's a speaker. You can play your music through. You know, but we ain't gonna get on that right now, y'all. We got time. We we talking about right. <laughs> 
But this, this is something that I've, I've, I'm always gonna try to put my unk on, whatever, anything it is. But when when I that's when when I come up there, we be so busy spending time with one another, and right. to just we we and that's why I like man. We we, we ain't even gonna get into that right now. We'll talk about right. it later. We'll talk about it later. Um, okay. Second to last question: How would you want people to remember you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, a different word. Uh, now I've always told you I've described myself to you earlier in the podcast, but I just want them to know that I was a warrior. Mm. I was a warrior, and I think that word warrior can be broken down. I, I won't get into that, but just the fact that I, I gave everything. My all in all. I was a warrior. I, I was in it to the end. Whatever it is, I was in it to the end. And, and uh, I fought, fought for my family, fought for my grand. Just, just, I'm, I'm just a warrior. I mean, mm. I, I don't go away easy. I don't go away easy. All right, all right. And last question. What changes you want to see in your culture and your people? Well, in my culture and my people, uh, I want them to, first of all, hopefully realize their purpose. Mm. Because I think if they realize their purpose, they can make whatever change is necessary to make them a better human being. And we, we all have our faults. But I think sometimes my people can be very selfish. My my people um, make rash decisions without looking at the overall picture. And uh, my people, you know, make decisions without thinking of the consequences that it may bear or cause others. Mm. They just think of themselves in it. Okay, and this thing is much bigger than that. Much bigger. This life is much bigger than that. And I think if we get to that point to where we can rationalize and think differently, uh, then then we will react differently. And just just take self out of it. Take self out of it. That's the main thing. Take self out of it. Realize it, that you're here more than just for yourself. And <laughs> I tell y'all, we say, Brent. You know, I ain't even gonna say. It. You said it right there. You said it right there. You said it right there. And y'all, um, that has, been, you know, once again, thank you, Unc. You know, thank you so much for coming on and joining us tonight, um, this morning, this afternoon, whenever anybody's listening to this. Um, this is something I greatly appreciate, and it means a whole lot to me. Like, it's been several times throughout this um, conversation now, like, you know, got to put, 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 tilt my head back a little bit. And even though it seemed like a casual conversation to some, this means a lot to me once again. But um, do you do you have any social medias, anything? Any, anybody want people to find you? Anything in this shout out? <laughs> no, like I say, I, I, uh, hey, I just want people to, whoever knows me, I'm not really a, a big guy that's a social media guy. I have a Facebook page, whatever, because if you look at my Facebook page, it's got to do with sports most of the time, <laughs> okay? 
if, but, you, uh, if, if once again, if y'all looking for a jersey, you still do the jerseys and things. Yeah, jerseys. Yeah, jerseys. Once again, he don't he don't do the social media thing, but I do the social media thing. So y'all reach out to me if y'all trying to look for a jersey, um, something Hall of Famous or uh, no matter who what it is, he can he can put it in your position. I guarantee that. So um, check out my uncle Rod for that. Uh, one day next time I'm up in Alpen, you know I'll be down in July now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a tour of his spot and I'm gonna show y'all what he's working with, where he can put y'all in, in positions. Um, but yeah, he is a businessman. Once again, he don't stop working. Um, you know, a hustler, what many people may say. Even though he, but he's very, but he's very astute at the same time. So <laughs> we respect the business, respect it. So all in all, being said, I want to say thank you again. Um, this has been the makings of Rodney Franklin. I want to thank all my listeners, all of the viewers, that we appreciate y'all and look forward to hearing more from Rodney in the future. So thank y'all so much and God bless. Peace.